0: Michigan Hockey cast 6.13 where the teams change but the results sure don't biggest week of the sports season is approaching, and you are going to be attending! Or so you've told me. Maybe it's a ruse and you're going to Alaska or something, but you don't really travel a lot, so if you are going to travel, it's going to have to be for something that you must really want to go to. And of course, what I'm referring to is the NHL All-Star game coming up this weekend, and not even just the All-Star game. It's the All-Star, what do they call it, the weekend? All-Star weekend. The festivities with... Apparently now a draft and skills competition that has changed. So what you are going to do is going to fill us in as to what this is. Because previous to me asking you about it a few minutes ago, I wasn't 100% sure as to what was going on. Which should tell you how much I care about All-Star Games. But anyway, um, you've mentioned that you're going.
1: So now, what is this
0: format? There's a Thursday night now?
1: There's a Thursday night. Uh, The event is in Toronto, by the way. It's the rare cold weather uh All Star game, game because everyone's Players like are babies.
0: we wanted to go to Florida, but instead we're gonna yep. go to an igloo.
1: Yeah. So uh and of course it's supposed to be like in the teens, you know, like <laughs> on Saturday. So <laughs>
0: But you're not scared of cold weather,
1: are I you? I love the cold. So yeah. <laughs> um, Does it match your heart? Oh. <laughs> so so Thursday night Thursday night is the player draft. They're doing they're back to the old four team or the captains draft a team format okay which is very funny because that's what they did years ago really yeah how long ago? early 2010s really i remember the first one was in ottawa and it was team lidstrom versus team eric carlson <laughs> okay um uh, now they have four captains but, <laughs> okay but the funny thing about but that because it, it's still three on the three thing about right? That, yeah, right Right. right yeah. the thing about that was it was an a new idea the nhl came up with that idea no other mm. league was doing it yeah. and it was so good that the nba was like we want to do it too which you rarely see that happen yeah and then the nhl was like oh actually now we're not good. <laughs> like the one idea that people actually <laughs> wanted to copy they gave up on but now they're back to doing it so the captains are uh mckinnon mcdavid matthews and quinn slash jack hughes i'm not sure if jack's there because he's injured but
0: well he's he hasn't He's not skating. He's not playing. I
1: think he's gonna like hang out there, but he's not playing in the game. So he's become an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he'll be the assistant coach of That's, the team. But <laughs> Quinn, do this. <laughs> so and they all have celebrity captains too. So it'll be a oh, big fa- fanfare event. They're also doing that night. The so you're going to the draft. Yep. Okay. They're on the tickets for that were super for fun. the draft. Yeah.
0: So th- was there a weekend package?
1: No, really. Not, not that I know of. There I bought be. them individually. Okay. But, the player draft, they're so they're doing that. They're doing a, they're honoring the 1967 Maple Leafs at that game, <laughs> which is interesting because I don't know how many of them are left alive. That, that was a really old team in general. Like even no. at the time, they were a lot of that was like a, like guys in their thirties, thirties or forties or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then they're also doing the PWHL showcase, a quick scrimmage for the new uh, women's pro league. So, okay. have you watched any of that? I actually watched the ending uh, the other night. There was a little window between – and it was at halftime of the Michigan-Iowa game at basketball. Oh, you watched that There game. was nothing else going on, and so they were showing – I see. Uh, the CBC was broadcasting Montreal-Ottawa in the Women's League, and they were going to overtime. So oh. I was like, I've got 10 minutes to kill. Flip this on. So <laughs> and you
0: survived it? It was good. Okay.
1: So uh, that's Thursday night. Uh, Friday is the skills competition. Which, which is-, is kind of the best, right? I think so, but last year it was brutal. Well, the last two years it was uh,
0: kind of fading. But it used to be awesome, I think, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it turned too much into, like, the players were not taking it seriously enough. They were only doing a couple events each, and were kind of half-assing them.
0: Well, like, the fastest skater used to be actually the fastest skater. Now it's just the fastest skater of the people invited. Right,
1: well, I mean, it's like, uh, kind of the NBA skills competition. The dunk contest is now like... No one, it's the way that you get people to know who you are. Yeah, it's like right? you know, Jace Howard's doing the dunk contest this <laughs> <That's> year. <laughs> like people you've never heard of. They may they don't even know if they play in the league or anything. Jace or Jet? <laughs> I honestly Jet, it's Jace, Jet's but... in the in the dunk contest and pulls up for thirty five. <laughs> yeah. So but no, they got ten people doing the skills competition this year and they're doing all the skills. Or at least to start and then I get winnowed down as it was one, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, so you have to survive. And they're competing for a cash prize. So <laughs> That should be interesting. And like they're they're picking big name stars that are doing the skills competition. It's not Randos, it's people that actually have skill. So <laughs> Right, like it It's not Ryan Reeves. <laughs> well, right. It's like, oh, we picked uh ten guys to do this. It's uh Oliver Bjorkstrand, <laughs> it's Boone Jenner. Who? <laughs> <It's, laughs> <laughs> but no, these are actually the most skilled players okay. in the league. So that should be interesting. But though. they're incentivizing them. Right. Yeah, and then the game is on Saturday, um, and that'll be. So how did? The, so the game's always hokey, but I mean, the last couple of years it's been
0: yeah okay. So I how did they get the colors? Do people like draft a color? Because there's like four all star jerseys. I in don't know colors. how they're gonna
1: handle that. I guess we'll see. People have been mad about the jerseys. I don't really care. I think they I think right? the all star jerseys are always kind of. I've seen tacky. worse. Yeah, I I don't have a major take. I mean,
0: some of the other ones when they used to like maybe it was back from the '90s and they be like just the block eastern conference and you're just like <laughs> what is that yeah at least now there's like different colors involved
1: yeah i mean well it should be interesting i they're also doing a fan fest at the convention center right uh, by Scotiabank. Hmm. there's different days of events are uh, you gonna go to that including multiple days of mascot events
0: i hope there's a mascot game there is no. Yes. They're going to play hockey and have a mascot.
1: I don't know if it's roller hockey or no. skating hockey or whatever it is, but there's one day one day is mascot dodgeball, one day is mascot <laughs> musical chairs.
0: No. Yeah. No, you're not supposed to tell me that. <laughs> dodgeball maybe I could be on board with, but mascot musical chairs? <laughs> you should join. What if one of them sat on you? <laughs> was... Would you be enveloped? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've gone off the rails. It's, uh, but, yeah.
1: but you're excited, and there's a mascot skills competition. So. <laughs> no, stop telling. Me.
0: Is this gonna be televised? I don't think. so. Can I so, watch this but... on ESPN
1: Plus <laughs>
0: <laughs> instead of BTN minus for this weekend? Spoiler alert.
1: So uh, it should be interesting. If you know if nothing else, it's a it's an experience. Yeah, and that's what I you know I am planning to go to the NFL draft in April. Are you? Even if you're not like a big draft guy, it's like it's one time. It's in your you know it's an event. Yeah, I was actually thinking an event.
0: I was thinking about that. The problem, like, so I think they had it in Cleveland a few years ago, and you could get these tables that were actually under the roof. And like, I would be interested in that because then I could sit at a table. But was it in Kansas City last year? Yes. And you had just or Vegas. I think one of them was Vegas. Vegas
1: was the year before that.
0: There was just like this hill and people standing for like days. And I don't know if I could stand for like eight hours watching the draft especially if you can't hear because like the house band is like playing over the announcements and you can't see I don't know then I would be a little bit but yeah I I remember watching the NBA all-star game and like NBA Saturday night all-star Saturday night used to be really fun because you'd have like those competitions and it looked like a more of a fun time than the game and that's kind of what I thought that the NHL one sort of turned into was like okay it'd be fun to see these guys do competitions. But like you said, like last year, like t- Trevor Zegers came out of like a box or something. And then like <laughs> Alex Ovechkin's kids scored on a goalie that dove out of the crease. And like, it just got like, what is this? Like, yeah. this isn't even, well, a, the, last a nothing few, the
1: last few years they've had those like local events that are supposed yeah. to cater to the local market. Remember they did the, they were in the fountain,
0: yeah, and they were shooting at the Bellagio um,
1: in Vegas, like hitting targets, yeah. And they had like slam the pucks to turn the lights on, yeah. And well, last oh year, last year they were on the beach shooting yeah. at like dunk tanks or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it's I don't even... that was way too hokey. Oh my goodness, give us some normal, just stuff.
0: actual hockey stuff. Hardest shot, fastest skater, and
1: you know the best part of attending the event is you don't have to watch the event while hearing John Gross and Kevin Weeks <sighs> shrieking TikTok that. phrases of fifteen-year-old boys. <laughs>
0: Do 15 year old boys use TikTok? Or?
1: Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. But... <laughs> uh well, I'm glad you're going. I
0: think that's cool. Uh I would I'd like to do that at some point. I think that would be kind of fun. You at least go to like the skills stuff and maybe the draft'll be interesting too. Um so cool. Good for you. Now we have to talk about hockey uh in the college ranks, Michigan specifically, and we are going to basically Tell you everything we told you last weekend because it was more or less the same. Michigan wins on Friday night. I didn't even write the score down. Seven to one two weeks ago. What was it this week? Five to one. I think it was five to one.
1: That sounds right. It
0: looks like yes, it's five to one with the empty netter. Yeah, so
1: the, the Friday night game. I uh, two notes. I heard from various people that. Our colleague, Seth Fisher, was featured on the Jumbo Drive <laughs> during the game. Yeah. Other note was the Sharon moore hiring happened during it, so yeah, I was kind of distracted. Like four for, minutes into the game. Because, well, every other employee at the company was at the game, so I was the one that had to do the <laughs> Sharon post, so I got distracted from the game so for he- a little while.
0: He gets hired, and then everyone starts texting me. They're like, did you hear Shiro? I'm like, yeah. They also announced it at Yost, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm right here Like, I we, we're following this. Anyway, so hockey stuff. Brinley's back. He missed the Saturday game against Michigan State. He came back. Pletsky sat out. Someone was like, well, is he hurt? I'm like, well, no. They probably just want to play Tanner Rowe instead, which, sure, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It is interesting, and we're going to – discuss this in a minute, but that they're still going with seven defensemen instead of playing the 13 forwards. Maybe there's competition. I wrote about that a little bit anyway. um, So pretty normal, even start. And then Michigan gets a little bit of puck luck about five, six minutes into the game uh, where Dylan Duke is going down the boards in the offensive zone and backhands it sort of towards the house. It (laughs) <laughs> hits at least one badger, if not two, right to Garrett Shifsky, who walks in and just buries his A plus chance. Pretty nice goal, but uh, fortunate, I would say.
1: Yeah, just a nice little bounce, but Shifsky beats goalie, and you know the goalie was pretty. You know he was square to him and uh, put it by him. So. Shifsky's
0: like scoring this year. He scored and, all year. And, and he
1: scored all of it at five on five. Uh,
0: yeah. And, you know, he's played up and down the lineup. Like, he's been on the third line. He was on the second line when he was with Nazer when they were splitting it up. And then when Brinley was out, he played on that top line. And he hasn't looked out of place. I mean, dude looks like a player. And especially, you know, you think regardless of what happens this year, they're probably going to lose at least their top line. But he's a guy that, you know, you might have to play him with a guy to create.
1: But, Looks like he's going to be a really nice player for years to come. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of guy we always talked about wanting them to get more of. The program guy. Yeah. The yeah. 20-year-old in the USHL who's just good and ready for the NCAA. Well, and, and he he comes in and is, like, scoring like he is. I mean, he's probably – he's got a shot to get 20 this year.
0: Yeah. Um The next note I had was that – and this continued throughout the game, but um Luka and Holtz were finally rotating at six – the six defenseman, And um, – like last week i think we didn't see as much luca when the games were tight and this week there was that open rotation and i thought luca looked all right he was on the ice for the goal against but um you know i, I i've been sort of outspoken and i've kind of talked to peter and zook and i think you're on the same boat that i we are whatever that you know this is we want luca to win this job like steve holtz is what he is He's not a bad player. He's also a senior. Well, yeah, I mean, he's gonna have another year, but in one with one way or another, because he'll either have redshirted or had COVID or whatever. But Luca, I think, has the upside that we've seen Holtz kind of plateau as a player, and this he's not bad. And if you'd want him as a seventh guy to rotate in his sixth, that's fine. But if Luca can win that spot, and he's probably never going to be like a top pair, maybe he's a no. second pair by the time he gets older. But um, and I thought he looked. right even defensively sure and he's always been pretty good with the puck on his stick especially in the offensive end so that was happening um Wisconsin gets the first power play of the game after um Tyler Duke decides to tackle someone in the (laughs) defensive zone and other than one little flub at the beginning when they try to stand someone up at the blue line on an entrance and then the guy ends up walking right in on Buracheski who makes the save You know, Michigan's kill was good again, and it was all evening. It was the next day. We now have four games in a row where Michigan has looked really, really good on the penalty kill against two teams that are, have good power plays and are good teams overall. Um, The two goals they gave up, one was, uh, we'll talk about in the next segment for the Saturday game, and the other one was last week against State. We're both like deflection and maybe double deflection goals, but they're not giving up those cross house passes that are just like impossible for Barczewski or NHL goalies for that matter to save. Like they're actually playing well. They're, they're pressing, I think generally pretty well towards the outside and they're not always even letting teams get set up.
1: No, it's, it's looked a lot better and they just need to keep it, keep it rolling. Still relatively even game. Um, Schiffsky hit
0: the post and they had a two on one that didn't go in. Um, they had Nazer and Brindley created a pretty big chance and it felt like Michigan was sort of like on the verge. About halfway through the game, it's still 1 0, 21 17 are the shots. Again, pretty even. I would say slightly favoring Michigan. Um, but they just keep getting chances. Schiffsky and then Moldenauer. And then finally, Michigan is able to extend the lead. And this sort of starts with a, a a Barcheski. I think I called it like a laser frozen rope because very rarely have, I mean, Portillo used to kind of do this sometimes, but Barcheski generally basically been a a guy who manages the puck well behind the net and stops it and hands it off. Maybe a little bit of pass here or there, but he didn't have a place to go. And he ripped a pass down the ice in the air that's hit, knocked down, goes into the zone. It's in there. I, the Badgers recover it, try to get it out, and Brindley breaks up the play, ends up finding Nazer on the doorstep, who takes one shot and it's saved, and the second one is pushed closer to the goal line, and he lifts it high from a short ang- sharp angle and in. And it's a really skilled goal by Nazer. It's a nice play by Brindley, but I wanted to give Barcheski a shout-out too for taking a shot and
1: springing some offense. Yeah, uh, there are a bit of a throwback to the Portillo era, remembering that there are reasons you want the goalie to play the puck, and yes, this is those are the advantages you get. Yep. And also, I, it was a hell of a shot from Nazer. I mean, that was like yeah on the side, like the just like bizarre angle. He he was he about a, a, he's almost parallel to the post, six inches like he's to a foot on, off the yeah yeah almost on the goal line, and he roofs it. Yeah, it's so like it's not perfect like he just diagonal shot.
0: Yes. And, I mean, we've seen him with a couple of those. He had one earlier this season. I forget who they were playing, but it was almost like he has a guy on him and almost one-handed kind of as he's being mauled. Scores from a very, very similar angle. He had a little bit wider of an angle there, but um, this one was a bit sharper near the post. But that makes it 2 Um Tyler Duke takes his second penalty of the night. Bad. Michigan kills it really really good PK on that one again and then Michigan finally gets their first power play late in the period and I think I remember end up tweeting that like they get it under a minute so in theory they can play their top unit for all 2 minutes as long as they need to because when you get those period break Yep. power plays. Are you a fan of those? Like, Do you like... I don't really like them, personally. You like the two-minute pressurized situation?
1: Yeah, I just... I, I get the argument that you get the full two minutes with your top unit. I also just don't like the fact that you basically lose 15 seconds automatically. Because of the... Because of the center ice draw, yeah. and it's going to take time to win... win if you, even if you win the draw, it's going to take time to get into the zone and get set up. Yeah. Because the other team has all of their players in the neutral zone.
0: <laughs> so you're not just skating right in. Right. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: and then if you lose the draw, then they dump it and then Then you you lose 20 seconds or 25 I I just okay
0: so they didn't need the second minute (laughs) because
1: they do score
0: um and Rutger takes a shot from sort of like the half point to Dylan and Dylan just redirects it he's sitting in the slot in his office that's where Dylan Duke scores his goals this was a nice deflection and when that went in it was three nothing and you're into the second period Michigan's in control you're not like This game is over because you've watched too much Michigan hockey this year, but you're feeling really good because both teams are getting similar chances. I think Michigan would probably say they're getting better chances or more, hmm, more better chances, and they are just finishing them. And that's kind of the one thing that Michigan has had the last few years and definitely has this year. And I don't, after watching these two games, don't think Wisconsin has as many of them is just pure finishers. Uh
1: Look at the roster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so Michigan took their chances and finished them and had a 3-0 lead. Um, and then, of course, you know, our photographer, Bill, comes by me and Zouk when we're sitting in the box. And he goes, this is the best Michigan defense has looked all year. And we're just – we almost threw him over the edge. Well, I did. <laughs> Zouk probably didn't care. He was too busy betting on whatever long shot he had on college hockey. But I was like, what are you doing? And um, so Wisconsin scores a few minutes into the third period. It's a rebound goal. The shot comes in, and is saved, and defenseman Warren is on his butt next to Barczeski after he makes the original save, and it's tapped back in to make it three to one. And I get a text that says, "Okay, don't say anything," from Bill, who is
1: mad. Yeah, I mean, this but. one wasn't really a fundamental breakdown. They just really got you know outskated on this shift. I mean, they were on their yeah. heels the whole shift. They were they were penned in for a little while, right? They and were it, they were late in the shift. They'd been hemmed in. And they were all, you know, all five guys are just huddling around the net and you get a shot and they're just just hungrier, more aggressive and Wisconsin just outworked them there. And you're hoping you
0: either just get a freeze or a deflection into the mesh or something like that, but it doesn't happen and you get the the rebound goal and you start, you know, it's early enough in the third. Because, you know, if that happens in like 10, 12 minutes in, you're kind of like, well, they gave up a goal and now you just got to kind of finish the game, but you give up a goal that early. You give up one more, and I mean, we talked about this last week, but that doesn't happen. Michigan bounces back really well. um, After Barcheski makes a really nice save on Horbach, who's really close to making it 3-2, to Seamus Casey just does Casey things, and circles deep in the zone, dishes to Nazer, and Nazer just picks a corner perfectly on a one-timer. And, I mean, there's nothing that you can really even say to Kyle McClellan about that one. Um, He just just picks the, the corner nicely after a really nice play from probably the smoothest skating defenseman I've seen at Michigan.
1: Yeah, Casey really makes this play and it's interesting, this is the kind of play I when I thought I thought when I saw the play live was Nazer used to score a lot of those goals in the US N T D P. Like that was one of his big that was things his thing. going into the draft was that he was a great shooter from like inside the hash marks, like right in the slot. He would get teed up there. Like I remember one of his comps was Braden Point who hmm. plays that role on the power play in Tampa and scores a ton of goals, just like one-timers right in the slot area. Um, so it was nice to see him reprise something. He really hasn't done a whole lot of it,
0: No, he's had to be more of a creator, I think, this year. Yeah. Now, I think it's a little different when you put him... If they're going to go with the hero line, he doesn't have to do that as much. I mean, Brindley is just so smooth with the puck that he can do some of that too. Not that Brindley can't score as well. But um, if it's it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds going forward if they want to try to create depth and break up that top line. I don't necessarily think they need to do it from an offensive perspective because you've just played two top 10 teams in the country and hung 5 on them in four straight games. So, it doesn't seem like offense is a problem and, you know, they do have some center depth at least from a defensive perspective.
1: Yeah. I mean, overall these were in spite of the lumps, the two games they played MSU on the Friday and then Wisconsin on the Friday are very incredible as a whole.
0: Are you more okay now with the hero line concept, or do you still kind of want them to go back to maybe throwing with Shivsky and?
1: I think you can let it ride for a bit, and then you'll probably need to shake it up at a later date.
0: But... Sometime when things go sideways,
1: yeah. Um, so Michigan's up 4-1. to one. Uh, They...
0: Kill another penalty, and they get a power play, not much. Um, and then Edwards takes an interference late. It's four to one, so you're probably okay. But they have a re- a really nice kill, and Jake Barcheski makes a s- face save. <laughs> you could hear it go flying off the mask, makes a couple other saves, and they win possession just as Edwards is coming out of the box, or just before, and Asapa clears it. Edwards comes out, chases the puck in, recovers it, pops out in front, and gets his first goal of the year for an empty netter. Nice thing for Ethan Edwards, who had to sit out first half of the year with an injury. Um, takes a penalty late, which you're not super excited about, but... Um, is rewarded with his first goal of the year and an empty netter. And that pretty much puts the game away.
1: Um, it was a really dumb shot from the Wisconsin guy. And he's At the <laughs> top of the zone, I mean, you got to know the penalties coming up. And he just shoots it into two bodies, like, right away. And then it pops right back out. And then, oh, Edwards is out of the box, off to the race as he goes. And uh, he meets a little resistance back there. At the very least, the guy did back check well and made him work for the empty netter. But, yeah. Um, so
0: after this game, like you always kind of have the things run through your head of, well, let's see if they can do it again. Because how many times have we said and written that, but I don't know. You've just seen everybody enough now. It feels like, and the good teams, you know, we'll have to see Minnesota again. Cause you know, they've played a little bit better, but it just feels like if Michigan plays up to their potential, they're the best team in this league.
1: They definitely have their moments. It's you know I think it's the reason I refrain from it and that framing is just the you know you in some ways you are what your record is right and that it's sort of like when they are I guess the way I would frame it is that I would not say Michigan is one of the best teams in the conference because they have to own the fact that they've blown a bunch of games I mean that's partially who they are but on the flip side when it comes to the NCAA tournament do if they make it in do I think they have the a worse chance of doing something than I, than Wisconsin MSU. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at it, all. Michigan is just as likely, if not, maybe more likely to rip off a couple wins than those two teams.
0: Um, the other thing that is uh, relevant is that you thought that Barchewski played really, really well tonight. We didn't really talk about him in this segment as much because, you know, Michigan mostly had a lead and he did play well, he played well behind a very good defensive effort that didn't ask him to make any hero like saves. Like we debated last week and he made all of those saves.
1: Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was really good. Um, he wasn't making like a ton of eight plus saves, but it was like a classic, like Patrick walk and Dryden sort of thing. It's like, yeah, the defense in front of him is really good, but he's really sharp and he's making all the saves that you need him to. And he's not wobbly. He's not, doesn't look bad. I mean, he, he just looks good. Yeah. Looks and real sharp. And I mean, we should shout him out to a degree that when Michigan
0: plays like that, he's played like that. Like, there's been very few times where Michigan's played a really good defensive game around him, and he just let him down. And he let in a bunch of goals that he's going to go back and be like, man, I shouldn't let that one in, or how did that one get through, or blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. It seemed that when Michigan, when when their skaters do their part, he tends to have their back. Yep. And he definitely did Friday night. Do you have anything else to add about this game before we transition into the not as fun segment not really all right well we'll take a break and come back and discuss the deja vu of saturday and then a few other things
1: i can't believe i'm doing this if you find yourself in the penalty box you want a michigan man arguing your case call criminal law
0: attorney and former prosecutor jonathan paul tonight it's 248 and 924-9 and 458. Or visit his old website at MichiganHogrand.com. Oh, yeah. If you have decided to join us for this segment, uh, it is not dissimilar to last week's second segment. It was a little different, but um, this game was a lot closer. Michigan made more errors, paid more prices, scored the <laughs> same amount of goals, though. Um, lineup was the same, uh, which is good. Uh, no one got hurt, and they iced the same dudes. Um, started... Pretty good, I think, uh, After, other than our, uh, the first shift. Rutger had a really bad defensive zone turnover. Probably the worst one of all of Friday and then into the into the game Saturday. And, and Jake made a really nice save. So that was a positive. And Michigan gets a power play pretty soon after that guy or after that happened. Um, and, you know, they scored two power play goals in this game. They scored three power play goals. But they scored two power play goals in this game that are almost identical. And this was the first one, and we've even seen it before, where Casey just macars a guy up top, creates a ton of space, dishes to Brindley at the dot, who pounds the puck into the goalie, it jumps out to Duke, and he taps in a rebound. And, you know, I don't think that's great from the Wisconsin PK because uh, Dylan Duke is just kind of sitting there, but um, this is exactly what you want all of these guys doing and why they're on the power play.
1: Yeah, I this first period a lot of stuff happened, but I <laughs> yeah I didn't get to see a ton of it like it, from a, like a intense lens because I was finishing the basketball recap. Yeah, because I'm sorry,
0: we've got to fire find somebody else. Our athletic
1: department, you know, continues <laughs> to just overlap games and and continue to put ga- put basketball on the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just refund the the season ticket holders.
1: <laughs> so give them their money back. But yeah, I you know I, I had it on the the screen but I was looking at a different screen and then I would just be like oh there's a goal and now there's another goal and there's another goal and there's another uh goal. yeah
0: that's what it was like so. in the box too so
1: <laughs> because while I'm
0: taking notes on that uh Ethan Edwards decides to turn the puck over from behind his own net he tries to hit Mark Stappa, he does not and it hits a badger instead and Quinn Finley walks into the slot his shot I think it I had it hitting Truscott. Scott someone said that it might have just hit uh, Barczewski and hit him twice and kind of trickled through him because I could, from the angle up top, you could see the puck go into the net, but not at the speed that it was shot. So it definitely hit something, hit Barchesky too. Um, I think it, it looked, still looked like it hit truscott, but um, the problem there is the defensive zone turnover, which is something we did not see on Friday very often, if at all. And, uh, you know, several shifts into the game, that's already happened twice, Barczewski bailed them out the first time, couldn't on this one, and it was just um, you just can't do that. Like those are the kinds of misreads, misplays that you know have doomed Michigan this year. And
1: well, I think that Michigan has run that that play as like part of their breakout packet. We've seen that before, and a lot of times it's always like Ooh! <laughs> and then they make the pass, yeah. right? Like it's, but we've definitely. They, they do have that option. He's got it on his forehand. He's got two potential guys. There's a Wisconsin guy in between. Um, you know, probably his best shot there is to just rim or chip down the wall the other way. The where, back behind the boards. Yeah, or where or he's, behind he's got the net, numbers. Yeah. But, you know, Michigan prizes, you know, possession breakouts and making crisp passes. And so this is an option. It is an outlet in his reads. But he just didn't make a great pass on it. If he put it more, uh, you know or acted a little quicker. Maybe he could have frozen that guy in between, but just unfortunate.
0: Yeah. So it's one-to-one right away after you get your power play goal. Um, Wisconsin then goes on the power play, and, and Michigan actually kills it very, very smoothly. And even so, at the end, um, get they get a two-on-one at the very end of it with Nazer coming down. And he just doesn't really do anything. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't shoot it. Which, in the end, you're kind of like, just shoot it. But he's looking for a time to get the puck across. It never arrives. And then it just ends up kind of in a fluffle to the side behind the net. Um, But, you know, they kill the penalty again, which, uh, very nice. Uh, They do get a three-on-two after that. And Moldenauer walks in, and his shot is, I think, a little bit too low. And McClellan's able to eat it. Um, I didn't think McClellan, while we mentioned him, was, like, elite... In this game, he, you know, they gave up five goals and a couple of them were a little iffy that we'll get to in a second. But, you know, he ended up making a number of high danger saves where it seemed like Michigan was always going to be pushing one more goal and extending the lead or tying it or taking the lead, whatever. And, um, you know, he he turned enough of those away that uh, he was, as they sometimes say, better than the guy across from him. Yep. And that's all that you can ask for sometime uh michigan here just gets kind of cut into pieces i think this was the duke and casey pairing back but dexheimer comes in and hits a diagonal through the house to bantle on the other side and his shot beats jake across and you know that's kind of the incisive pass that you just are going to allow goals on against players that are good, because you can't let a guy come down one side, hit a guy in in stride on the opposite side, and get a shot off right away, because if he places it near post, it's probably a goal against a lot of goalies.
1: Yeah, it's a coverage breakdown here between Estopa and Ernesty. They both go high. I don't know whose job it was to not do that and cover the, the guy on the wing, but... That's the breakdown. They both go high. So you defense.
0: thought it was more on the forwards and not the defensemen? It was definitely on the forwards. Okay. The
1: defensemen both are checking their guys Okay, um, right around well, the net. It's <laughs> it's two forwards go high in the zone and then have a forward behind them beat them so to the, the spot the pass comes through. So
0: The funny part is that um, Bantle is the guy that scores the goal, and as he, after he scores it, cuts through the low slot and runs somebody over. I didn't see who he particularly ran over. I want to say it was stopa, but... That seems like too large for a man to get run over. It could have been maybe Duke. But um, then gets called for unsportsmanlike afterwards. So they get the goal and the penalty. And Michigan then gets a power play, which gets them right back into it. This wasn't one of their better power plays. Um, they were struggling and had gotten to their second unit when um, Pelotachuk is how I will go with that name. Joe. We'll call him Joe. I think it's Palotachuk. Palotachuk. Well, Joe has the puck at his own goal line and just hits a wide open Nick Moldenauer at at the blue line. Moldenauer then recovers the puck, skates in, and uses Joe as a screen and beats McClellan to tie it at a two. So it's power play goal. Uh, it's basically all on a defensive zone turnover or a I don't know. I guess a failed oh, this clear. Was, uh,
1: this wasn't Moldenauer. He scored the goal, but it was knocked down by Nazer. Was it Nazer yeah, who got Naser it? Nazer knocked okay. it down. It was an unreal play. He knocked it down out of the air. Yeah. Uh, was his, it with his stick? With his stick. He okay. didn't hit it with his body. Um, but then Moldenauer picked it up? Yeah. It, it okay. fell right at the feet of Moldenauer. Okay. And then he snagged it. So I assume they gave Nazer an assist on that. I would they, think so. They should have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like <clears throat> necessarily hate that play. I mean, he. From Joe? Yeah. Maybe he could have gone, reversed it d to d and gone up the wall because there was less pressure there but this is a pressure situation michigan had a lot of guys in the zone they had four guys in the zone mm-hmm. while wisconsin is changing so could you could and, he have banked it off the boards he, uh i doing what he did was better because is right on the boards at the time he's okay. shooting it so that is more you know trying to split the two guys is more likely than it is to just ram up the wall and he shot it where he wanted to shoot so it, he just and the guy a- knocked it down out of the air and kept it in the zone and kept possession of it all clean. Like, sometimes you just got to tip your cap.
0: So, so it's just a... It's, he gets sort of unlucky. Yeah, the, lucky. the
1: much worse thing going on there is him then skating right to screen his goal. Screen <laughs> <the rally. laughs> Stand yeah. Right in front of him.
0: Because it looked like Molnar shot, like, right around him, and McClellan was down and had no idea that the shot yeah. essentially beat him to tie it at two. Um, and then... So it's 2-2, and we've just had a lot of things happen, but we're not remotely close to being done yet as um Keenan Draper has a really nice rip takes the puck away gets a shot off um and uh PLP kind of gets to the tries to get to the rebound but he can't the puck then comes to Ernesty up inside the dot and Ernesty's shot goes right through McClellan five hole for the first of the two uh goals that McClellan is definitely going to want back um good for Ernesty um not the best goal to give up, though, and Michigan has themselves a 3-2 to lead.
1: Yep, just, you know, again, this was the period of the game where just it, everything is happening. Yeah,
0: it's, I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, I have, I think, five notes in a row, and they're all goals here. Um, so, uh, then, so it's 3-2, we get a 4-on-4 situation, and the puck is in the Michigan attacking zone, but it's turned over, and D-St. Paul, Matthew D-St. Paul, uh, starts getting out, not with the puck, the puck's on the other side, and Naser notices g Sane fall late, because, so in four-on-four, four, like, it's a little bit different. Like, I think you still are defensemen and forwards, but at some point you just sort of become hockey players, and, um, you know, if a guy goes deep as a defenseman takes the puck, and then you need to have somebody rotating back, and Naser in this position is the guy that needs to be back, and, he just doesn't start on time. And yeah, he's, is, he's not
1: beaten by much. It was a really right. nice play.
0: But DeSaint Fall is fast, and he's just he, – he Naser tries to track him down. The puck goes down the other side, and the pass across comes, and it's – And it would be nice if the pass didn't get through, but – And who who was beaten on the pass? Uh, Marshall Warren. Warren. Well, there you go. And that there's nothing that Bartczewski can do with this one. Like, I mean – The pass just comes in front of him, and it's a backdoor tap-in, and, you know, you just either can't allow the pass across, or you have to have your guy back-checking the opposite skater and and taking away that pass. So, it is now 3-3, to and heads are spinning, and my fingers are bleeding from all of the note-taking that you're having to take in such a fast period of time. Um, Michigan gets their third power play, and... I mean, within 10 seconds, they win the Ozone draw, goes back to Casey, loses a guy over to Brinley on the point, shot comes in, rebound out to Duke, and he dunks it again. Basically it was identical. It was identical. And it Same was... Same set play. Yeah. And, and now it's 4-3, to three and we're just... i I don't know. I mean, we're on pace for, what, 25 goals in this game at this point? <laughs> like, it is not the Friday game anymore. Nope. So... Four to three, that mostly ends the period. Except, you know, Michigan has a couple of chances here um, after killing off uh, Wisconsin's third power play. Two, or maybe it was only their second. I think I wrote that one down, yeah. Um, but they kill another They kill another Badger power play, and then they have a chance to take a five to three lead because Brindley gets a really good chance off, and McClellan makes the save. Ethan Edwards is mm-hmm. in the slot, McClellan's down and out after the Brindley save, and he just misses the net. And, you know, it happens. That's the way that it goes. It would have been nice if he hits that one because that probably changes the game a little bit, especially going into the break. Would have been
1: big. Yeah. Um, but he missed the net, and it's 4-3. to three. That was a great save from McClellan, too. Uh, well,
0: and that's kind of what I was saying a little bit.
1: Because his read here is, is really good. I mean, he picks it up all the way that's going across. He's over side to side. He doesn't have a lot of room to make this save, but he gets the blocker up high just enough to punch it out. And that's
0: what I was saying earlier about McClellan is he made, I don't know, five to seven of those throughout the game of where you're just like, this is should be a goal. This could very easily be a goal. And he bails him out. Bartreski never had that many of those. He had a couple, but McClellan had saves where everyone's just like, oh, like, oh, that's your anticipating when you're watching the play, that's probably going in the Yeah, net.
1: funny enough, he was better moving side to side on some of these, like, high-level saves then than just he was just facing a shooter square.
0: These five-hole saves, yeah, because that happens again. So, so into the second period, um, Truscott gets called for a cross-check. Um, so I'm sitting there for this game with Peter, and then I think it was the guy who's running the Badgers' Twitter, uh, like the <laughs> official Wisconsin Twitter, and that guy was like, that's a soft call on Josh <laughs> And so I was like, real, like I didn't have a strong, I don't, I'm not good at that. I, I try to leave that to other people who are more experts in, in that area than I am. But um, they both, Peter was like, oh my gosh, like, what are they calling? Of course, Peter thinks, you know, unless you lose a limb, you shouldn't it shouldn't be a yeah. penalty. And then um, this other guy, but the other guy was a badger dude. And he's like, ah, that's, that's a soft call. And then this is where we get the deflection goal that we referenced in the first segment where a shot comes from up top, and it's, I think it was double deflected. It was deflected originally and then again deflected in front of Barczewski and gets through. Uh, I believe it was Quinn Finley that had this one. Uh, so it's power play goal that you're just kind of like, well,
1: that happens sometimes. It's hockey. Yeah, and- it's a classic 2006-era power play goal. Um, the only thing I kind of wish they had gotten someone a little higher there to challenge it. Um, oh, to come out and get him? Yeah, because you kind of got two... Your two forwards are standing, like, split aside and mm-hmm. leaving this lane where there are Badger, Wolverine, Badger right in front of, you know, the net. And I'd rather, I don't know, maybe send someone a little higher just to try and stop that from ever getting...
0: So when a team goes to a 1-3-1 one, one po- on a power play, do you kind of rotate your box? Like, if you don't, you sort of have the, the guys at the two points and then you have your three other guys down low. Do you do you you're generally going to have two guys up top for each point and then you kind of mix and match down low um and drop a, def- a forward every every now and then when they go to the 131 one, and there's only one guy up top and you have the two obviously on the wings do you rotate your box so there's like one up top and then three guys
1: down with the four you can do it that way on this particular play they just had a, a layer of two defensemen and a layer of two forwards mm-hmm. and and the one but the one kind of came in the middle then yeah, they, they kinda they just kinda get over. Um I don't know, it's the the badgers were kind of moving as it was going on. Okay. Know, they weren't like set up the So this wasn't a setup, this was more of an ad lib. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, what's the way to stop that kind of deflection goal? Get someone higher to challenge it. Yeah. But it is what it
0: is. I just in and, and to some extent, like deflection goals are what they are. And you know, Michigan had the one from Duke the previous night and you can't let that pass through, but they did. And Duke made a nice play. And that's, you know, it's part of having an extra man on a power play. So four, four. Um, And then, you know, most of the second period is kind of that Michigan does get a power play, um, but they don't have the same success. Uh, McClellan had another couple huge saves there to bail them out. It looked like Michigan had a good chance. uh, Casey to Brinley, Um, and like halfway through the game, then you're 20 to 19 in shots. You're at four to four. It's a really even, this is an even game. And, um, I had like McClellan was the slight difference. It wasn't that he was, you know, Patrick Waugh or Brodeur. It was that he just made enough big, bigger saves on Michigan's better chances than Barcheski was. And pretty much, you know similar to what Augustine did on Saturday nights Augustine was not insane in getting almost getting a shutout last Saturday night for Michigan State he just made enough big saves that were you know probably could have been higher higher xg percentage goals um and then Michigan has chances right throughout that second period and it's just I just have another save and a huge save on Dylan and a huge save on Rutger and then you know we, Naser had a good chance from Brindley and you know, they're just not going in. I mean, it's not that the puck didn't go in for Michigan all weekend cause it did. Um, but they just couldn't get that fifth goal then. Um, so we go to the third period, Michigan gets a power play. Um, but they don't, it, it turns into a four on four after a Brindley penalty. So both teams get a power play for like 15 seconds. Nothing really happens. Four on four, not a ton happens. Um, and then you get the other bad McClellan goal where, Rutger is low again, feeds Naser in front, he shoots five hole, and it beats McClellan, and this is, this one I thought was bad on him too.
1: Not great, this is the, like I said, these, we hadn't seen it a lot this year, but Naser all of a sudden, you set him up in the slot, he can be dangerous from there, and that's a great chance. you know, it's the same reason everyone talked about Gretzky behind the net, Right. Like passing from behind the net in front is a really, really great play. Especially when it's. isn't seeing it coming. Yep. It's <laughs> and Peter
0: pointed out to me, we went back and looked at this, but um, Brindley had a huge board battle win leading yep. up to it where he outmaneuvers man- out and wrestles Guy, wins the puck, gets it to Rutger, and then gets it to Nazer. And, you know, partially that's like why you have a hero line, right? Is you got three guys that all do things really, really well, and it, you're not counting on a guy. To do it that isn't a top end player, and when you put those three guys together and they all do their job at
1: a high level, a lot of times you get a goal. Sometimes sports are too predictable <laughs> because there were two instances this weekend where I tweeted something and then immediately, like it just it happened. Right, like well, so maybe you're like Alex Stradomus. They go up five to four, and then at the commercial timeout, I'm like, here we are, one goal lead. <laughs> Can they get it done? And then nope. And And there were, and there I had multiple during the Lion game where I'm like, uh, can they have this thing? Nope. Like, first play after (laughs) I tweet that.
0: (laughs) So, on the the Wisconsin tying goal, you know, you had something to say about it. Um, Strammel has the puck on the boards, and they've been kind of passing the perimeter here around, throws it towards the net. And Mellenbacher, I thought it was his skate, it might have been his stick. They were very close to each other, just kind of gets it in the right spot and deflects it from a sort of parallel pass to the goal line, hitting the skate, deflecting it down towards the goal, and then in. Um, you know, you mentioned something about how Michigan was maybe a little passive
1: uh, pressing the edges there. Well, everybody's in the middle of the ice, and so if you're going to have all your guys in the slot, you can't let it pass through the slot. But this didn't go through, right? It just got to the slot? Well, it's a pass to the back door. And was it back door? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought this was in the front side. No, I've got it right here. Okay, right? no, I believe you. I just,
1: uh, yeah, well, they, I mean, they yeah, they, the they were draw, just passing all across. the way around. This guy's going to skate high and you get a back door cut. Back door in.
0: Oh, okay. I thought the front guy scored it. No. I didn't realize it was the back guy. Okay. Yeah, that was tougher to see. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not good. <laughs> that's more of a defensive. At least I think so. I mean, unless it. I thought it was the front side guy. Did he tip it in? Yeah, that's what I thought. Either way, you can't let it
1: through. I mean, well, it's
0: either... So Wisconsin just passes the puck around the outside, and then they get the puck into the center, and it's just redirected by the skate stick and goes in. And, like, I mean, that you're going to get those deflections sometimes, but, like, what you're saying is just, like, you just can't let them... Past the outside? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, we go back and forth with this about, like, well, you want to protect the house. But then you also need
1: to press the edges as well. Well, it depends on what you want to do. And if you're going to put five guys in the slot, then you can't let them...
0: Let a redirect happen.
1: Yeah, like a set redirect sort of thing. I mean, um, because you've really got two issues going on here. I mean, it it never gets to the back post. But Casey is beaten to the back post on a back door cut. And then you've got Duke on the front side. And it's, you know, it's the guy he's checking that deflects it in and you know as he's there trying to to stop him from doing so. So. Mm-hmm. So it's 5 to 5 um
0: and you you know just this is the fourth one goal lead and and you know I know it's not a massive lead like on Saturday of the previous week where it's 4 to 1 and you're dominating halfway through the game but you have four chances where you are in the lead and you do play hockey after that where you can take more than a 1 goal lead and Michigan was never able to do that. They also were never able to keep the next goal out and you know so then you get 5 on 5 and um you know Stoppa gets a chance in front, Earnasi has a couple of chances and then you know they just they just can't get that sixth goal and it's you know it's such a weird phrase to say like Oh, I just couldn't get the sixth one like what? Like why did you have to give up five? That's kind of the takeaway. Um but so they end up going to overtime and Rutger gets his chance from the slot. You know, Craig and I were debating it a little bit when I got back because he didn't like the chance. I said, "Well, you know, McGrory's a top shooter and a top goal scorer in the country. He gets a look from the house." I mean, yeah, you, you want to wait on 3 and 3 till you get an A+ plus chance, but it was a pretty good chance. And
1: yeah, the chances, but the chances, that's not the problem here. He just got to hit the is net. you get back to the neutral zone. And it's three on three in the neutral zone, and you got two forwards who both think they're going to intercept the pass well, and skate in for a breakaway. Yeah, and it gets by both of them, and now you gave up a two on one. And
0: Brindley kind of jumped that one. That was, I think, yeah, more and Nazar
1: cheats too. I mean, they both—if you watch them both—they're both like, "Oh, this is our chance. Swing yeah. our stick and see if we might bat it out of midair." And and it gets by him, and Fitzgerald skates in and fires one in far
0: post. And you know, again, is that a save that you know? Barcheski needs to make? No, because that's not where the breakdown happens, but it's kind of goes back to the thing that we talked about on Friday when Michigan played good defense and protected Barcheski, he made all the saves. They didn't really do that on Saturday. They hung him out to dry starting with that first defensive zone turnover, starting with ending with the deflection in re- in regulation and then they try to make a play and jump it in overtime and ask him to make a hero save and he doesn't and it just feels like it's just more evidence as to, okay, this is what you're going to get out of this goaltender. And if you want to roll the dice with being adventurous in this particular case and on three on three, there's not a long track record of him bailing you out the way you did for a couple of years with Eric Portillo. Yep. So the extra point in the overtime goes to the Badgers. You know, they it's a two-point weekend for them. Um, I don't know what the pairwise is. I think it's maybe a third, two thirds now. Whatever it is now, it's, yeah. But the the takeaway Which is, is just, I mean, that... it is
1: big. De- I mean, I was saying that at the time. I said Michigan has to get this game to overtime. They've had so many games where they blow the lead and they don't even get to overtime. Yep, and that's cost them a lot in pairwise. It's cost them a lot in the standings. Yep, and you know, so to to at least do that is big.
0: That's good. It's just that this is the second weekend in a row a home game where you've had leads in the third period throughout the game. And, you know, NCAA, Badgers, tournament, NCAA tournament wins aren't handed to you. Badgers you were
1: who we thought they were. Yeah. And we let them off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, kind of been the feeling, but... Frustrating. Feel like, it is what it is. It's this, again, like I said, this team is every bit as good in in their control of play and their ability to score goals and their ability to from stretches of time, flash brilliance, and if they get in the tournament, they will be a team no one wants to play, and they'll have as good of a shot to win it all as just about anybody, but they'll also have a very good shot of just kind of clunking and doing whatever. Giving up because... six
0: goals, because they've done that enough. So, you're right. Um,
1: we'll move on to... It was a big weekend for Pairwise, though. They're up to 12, off that bubble a little bit, so they were at, what, 14 last week? They've yeah. been 14, 15, so... It's like, I mean, you know... I don't want to get into this because we've already talked about it and people don't want to hear about this. But
0: it's sort of like, you know, the Lions thing where you're like, hey, you know, you're in a good chance. Finish the game. They didn't. That happens. There are reasons. There's always reasons. But when you do this week in and week out and you can see what the team is capable of and then the next night you see what they do. And then you repeat it the next weekend and the next weekend. And it's just like at some point you're like, are you guys ever just going to stand up and finish this? And hopefully next weekend it starts. But, you know. What Cubs fans say, maybe next year for 108 years. So, um, uh, Okay, so other games were played. Our buddies in South Dakota, Augustana, played actually pretty well. They did lose 5-2 to on Friday to Ferris State, but then they took Ferris to overtime on Saturday and lost. But good for them. Getting to overtime again. They're playing some decent hockey, at least, in uh, keeping a couple games close. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Providence beats Mass Lowell 7-2, to and then they beat Mass Lowell 4-3 to in overtime. A couple wins for, you know,
1: one of Michigan's prominent non-conference teams. Yeah, by the way, last week you remember Providence lost to Alaska Anchorage. They did. I was looking at this. Anchorage has a good chance to have the most wins they've had here in, in a while. <laughs> they... I love that you're doing research on Anchorage, but the, the remaining schedule is Long Island, Lindenwood, Augustana, Stonehill, and then ASU is pretty decent. But it came from looking at pairwise when I saw, like, I scrolled to the bottom and I was like, where's Alaska Anchorage? And they're 46. I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the bottom five, but good for them.
0: Uh, UMass had a bye, so we don't have games to discuss there. Um, but then Lindenwood smoked the rocks of Stonehill 7-1, to one, and then had to win in overtime against the pile of gravel of Stonehill 6-5 to five after blowing a 5-3 to three lead in the third period, giving up a power play goal, and then an extra attacker goal.
1: Yeah, Stonehill is now beneath the minus 100 goal differential mark, but hey, they got an overtime loss. They've had two of those this year. Stonehill coming. <laughs> uh, St. Cloud State lost to Uno 7-6. to
0: six. Holy cow, that's a lot of goals. Actually, and then one to one, Michigan, and then tied one to one. So they, they played.
1: They used all the goals,
0: <laughs> and then we're like, "Well, we're out. So uh, we're not going to do anything the next night." So uh, Stonehill, we already talked about. Uh, Ohio State lost in Hockey Valley four to three, and then the next night, what they do, Alex? No idea. I wasn't following that. They lost four to three. <laughs> so the same, they lose four to three two times back to back nights at Penn State. Um, we'll talk more about Ohio State uh, after. At the end of this segment, when we do their little bit of a preview, but um, spoiler says,
1: they're not very good. It's a rough season for them. Rough. Yeah. it's. Uh, although, I do have one interesting note about them. You remember Georgie Merkulov? Uh, I remember the name. The guy that scored like a bunch of goals on like a bizarre shooting percentage for Ohio State that one was year. that last year? A couple years ago. Okay. I think it was the uh, 21 Okay. He's, like, really good in the AHL. In the AHL? Yeah. Are you watching like, AHL games now? No, but I was just looking through the leading scorers in the AHL the other day. Who's he with? Uh, Providence. Is, does he have an NHL connection?
0: Or is he... Uh... He wasn't drafted. Okay. He so signed a, a
1: deal. but I Because I kind of thought when he left Ohio State, I was like, the dude shot, like, 40% like, <laughs> to get to 20 goals. Like, uh. he's probably smoking mirrors cashing in. But, hey, dude is scoring in the AHL. Good for him.
0: All right. Um, and then the last games of the weekend are we had Minnesota and Michigan state and we had these games on at Yost because for whatever reason, they got to play a little bit earlier than Michigan did. And, um, Minnesota took a two Oh lead to the third period on Friday against Michigan state and gave up two goals and then gave up a goal with four seconds left. So they pulled the Michigan on Friday and then on Saturday, they turned it around and pulled away and they won five to one. So you got a three and three split.
1: Yeah, that, that Friday night game was brutal for Minnesota. Yeah. They were up 2 nothing. They gave a shorthanded tying goal with under five minutes to go Oof. to then give up the one with four seconds left. I mean, it's, and
0: the goal that Close gave up to lose the game was not great. Like, that squeaks between his legs. And
1: Yeah, there's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's MSU's had a great season and everything. They're obviously a good team. But there is a little bit element of their success that is, feels a little bit like the he can't keep getting away with it thing like they just find ways to win these games where it's like they're dead and then they, they come back they won a lot of games from down a lot well i mean come roaring back
0: i mean michigan obviously doesn't play them again this weekend they play them i think next weekend
1: they do uh home and little caesars i guess i almost <laughs> said home and joe but um i mean that first meeting the first weekend meeting with minnesota minnesota was up you know multiple times in that third period and couldn't couldn't get it to the finish line and if I remember correctly that second game it was like a similar story. Well and kinda of what it was... Yeah, it was. Minnesota was up five to three with five minutes to go and MSU scored twice. Like it's the <laughs> for whatever reason against the Gophers in particular. They just like they look dead and then they're alive.
0: Well that's what happened against Michigan. And that's why what I was gonna say is that, you know, Michigan plays them in a couple weeks and I'm interested to see Not just like the results of it, but I mean, you're referencing the results of it, but how the games go. Because I thought Michigan just kind of pushed them around for most of the series and Minnesota did here and somehow they were squeaking out these wins. And so when Michigan sees them a second time, we we will kind of see a little bit more of a litmus test of like, all right, how serious was that first meetings or will state adjust and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, all right. Those are the games of relevance to Michigan So far, I suppose at some point, if they stay on the bubble, we'll have to add near bubble teams that might be closer towards the end of the season. But um, so now we'll go on to the Ohio State preview, because that is who Michigan plays next on their trip to Columbus. Uh, Ohio State is 32nd in pairwise, which is not great. Uh, They are. I have 32nd in Corsi. Wow, that's crazy. I wonder if I wrote down one of the wrong numbers, but they weren't high in Corsi either. They they do score twenty three percent on the power play, and which is which is good, fine. Um, but they're seventy three percent on the penalty kill, and so that right there seems like advantage Michigan for hey, call some penalties,
1: and we will light you up. Um, Which is weird, because they were always a great penalty-killing team. Yes,
0: when they were really good, that was one of their strengths. And, like,
1: that's something Steve Rollock's always been able to do, and I don't know what happened. Well, they lost a lot of players, including goalie. Yeah, and, but you shouldn't, I mean. Shouldn't drop that far. There's yeah. a lot of coaching that goes into penalty-killing, and I just, I don't know what happened there. Uh, they
0: have three drafted skaters, and only one is scoring at greater than .75 points per game. I believe that is our friend Stephen Halliday. If I yeah, remember he's still a good player. He is up to twenty seven points in twenty six games, nine goals, eighteen assists. Uh they have Scooter Bricky, a defenseman who has nine goals. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> Bricky or Scooter. Scoo- sc- both. Michigan had a scooter. Remember Scooter Vaughn? You probably don't no, remember don't. Scooter Vaughn. He was before. <laughs> yeah. He had a he had an awesome goal against North Dakota in the frozen four. But um yeah, and so then they have a couple other guys, Cam Thiesing and Patrick Guzo, who have seven goals, but They don't score a ton of goals. Um, Their goaltending is, I believe, Logan Turnus is his name who plays the most. Yeah, he's played in 20 of their 26 games. Um, 3.41 GAA, not very good. And 8.96 save percentage, unless you're in the NHL, that's not that good either. So, I mean, this looks like a weekend where, (laughs) I'm going to say this again, but Michigan needs to and should get six points this is the worst team in the Big Ten their numbers don't look great they don't have a lot of imposing skaters and the thing that they've done well over the years killing penalties and playing defense isn't really there either and Dobish is gone
1: so all of the things Michigan yeah, they're, needs they're to, things real rough needs to light them up twice as much as you can ever say you have to win two hockey games <laughs> Two coin flips. Um, you got to win these two.
0: These games are 7 p.m. on BTN Minus boo on Friday, and then 8 p.m. on Saturday on actual BTN. We might actually get to see some of what happens, because when you have BTN Minus at Ohio State, the camera is above the blimp, and trying to figure out who has the puck is an adventure.
1: Yep, I will do my best to be following along. You know, live. Oh, because you are during events, but... So uh, it's
0: uh, it's my show again, At the huh? very
1: least, I'll be returning with a review I ex- of All-Star Weekend.
0: I, I expect Sunday for you to rewatch both games. How likely do you say that is? Not
1: likely? Uh, hopefully it'll be such a blowout <laughs> that I won't need to do
0: that. <laughs> Alright, well that will conclude our show. Uh, big weekend. Gotta get to it.
1: In the Michigan Hockey Cast 6.13 for Alex Drain and David Nasternak, I will attempt to give you an update on which mascots did the best at the All Star weekend next week.